Hey, Drive Time, welcome back. Hey, normally about this time is where I'd start introducing our guest and telling you what they're going to bring to the table. But for those of you who have been following along with us, you know we've been doing this for a little over a year now, which means we have some great material built up. And for those of you who haven't been with us since the beginning, you've missed out on some really impactful stories and just some really profound testimonies. So what we want to do is every once in a while, we want to go back and we want to share those with you. Uh, this isn't really a best of, but just some ones that, you know, kind of spoke to us uh, and we want to share them with you again. And even if you did see them the first time, they're just that good. So sit back and get ready for a drive time rewind. Good morning, drive time. Welcome back. Uh, today, we actually have a, a return guest. We have Eli Crane. Uh, Eli is, uh, this is his second time on Drive Time. If you missed the first one, you definitely got to go back and check it out. Um, it was an excellent video, um, a great topic, and uh, still ringing in my ears a little bit. But Eli is a uh, former, uh, former uh, uh, member of U.S. Navy SEALs. Uh, he's a, a business owner and an aspiring author and actually that's uh kind of what we're going to talk about today is is eli's working on a book um it's a if you've ever written a book you'd know it's a slow process uh, but the the topic as soon as he had explained it to me uh i couldn't wait to have him on and uh and speak to this idea of uh weaponizing your wounds so eli welcome back and uh you know please uh it, it if you would share with the guys this, this concept of, of weaponizing your wounds. Yeah, no, thanks again for having me back on. Um, so this, this idea is something that's, you know, I feel like God's really been working on my heart with uh, for the last couple of years and trying to share it with as many people as I can, um, just because I feel like it's so powerful. It's so functional. We can all do this. You know, unfortunately, um, not everybody will, but for those out there that have never thought about you know, thought about this. I just want to air it out there, kind of construct it and, uh, you know, and then uh, let God, you know, and the Holy Spirit work from there. So, um, you know, um, this, this I, I love this idea, weaponize your wounding, wound, because it's all about taking what was meant for harm and using it for good, right? The one cool thing about this message is, is that we all have wounds. Nobody, nobody escapes this one. Nobody runs this gauntlet and uh, doesn't get scathed. Um, and I don't care what your wounds are. I don't care if it's an abandonment wound, abuse, um, you know, neglect, whatever it is, we all have them and they affect, um, they definitely affect who we are today, you know, how we react, um, and how we treat others. And, uh, as God started, you know, walking me through this and showing this to me, um, it's one of the things that I started to notice is some people do this naturally, um, other people have to be taught because it's not something that you typically think of. But um, the whole idea is taking stuff from our past that is painful um, and traumatic and taking it, flipping it on its head and using it for good. Like in my own story, um, you know, I come from a broken home, probably like a lot of the uh, guys listening to this right now. Um, you know, my dad kind of destroyed our family because of his own infidelity. Um, and, you know, there were parts of my, obviously, you know, that, that left my family pretty broken. It left me pretty broken. It left me feeling like I was on my own. And if I was ever going to be a success in life, I was going to have to figure it out on my own. 
Um, and I know a lot of you feel alone, you know, in, in, in your own walk and in your own journey. Um, but the cool thing is, is as I started getting older and I started getting into the military and then the SEAL teams and, and, and beyond, I started running into so many guys that were either in that pivotal moment where they were about to blow their family up, you know, or um, they were going, uh, or a young man that just walked through the same thing that I walked through. And what I realized was, is that I could take this pain, I could take this, this experience, I could take this wound, and I could weaponize it, and I could use it, you know, to either talk somebody out of an affair, and be like, brother, I know what you're thinking, I know that chick is beautiful, but I've seen the other side of this, and trust me, you do not want anything to do with it. Now, whether that guy goes and, you know, here's what I have to say, that, that's on him, but um, there is so much that we can do with our wounds. And, you know, I've met one of the guys that, you know, has helped me uh, in writing this book and shared his testimony with me. Um, he was abused. He was, he was raped by three older men when he was six years old, you know, for about two years. And it was, you know, it was so bad that he could barely use the restroom. And this guy, he's done the exact same thing. I mean, he's, he's, he shared with me, he said, Eli, I've worked with at least 50 guys that have, were sexually abused. And he said, you would never, you would never be able to guess who they are. And, you know, it's like when, when they hear my story and hear what I went through, you know, and then they pull me aside and, oh my God, man, it's like the, you know, it's like, um, they, they just, they're able to get vulnerable with me because I walked a mile in their shoes. And that's one of the coolest thing about this is that, you know, people don't really identify with us that much when we, we, you know, when we talk about the success story and the highlights and our bios, Hey, I'm Eli Crane and I'm a Navy SEAL. And I was on that show, the, you know, the shark tank and I'm this and I'm that and all this stuff. But we all have these things inside of us. We all have these pasts and we all have these, these wounds and uh man they're just instead of just sitting around and let them fester and continue to uh you know make agreements with them like I'm on my own and if I if I'm ever going to become something I've got to do it on my own we can actually get healed up from them and then we can put them to work and that's what this story is all about well that's that's incredible um so at what point you know, in, in your story, you're talking about damage from your youth and, and being able to leverage that, that now. Um, what did you have to do um, in, in your own time, uh, in your own path? It's not like you got hurt yesterday and you're ready to talk about it and use it as testimony today. What did you need to do to, to bridge that gap and get to a point where you could weaponize it and, and take something, you know, that was meant for harm and use it for good? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, in our first po po podcast, we talked about uh, living in a world at war. And we do live in a world at war. And we have an enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy from us. And there's no doubt in my mind what the enemy wanted to do with that wound that I suffered from. You know, the uh, father wound, the abandonment wound, um, and all the agreements that I made on the back of it that I'm on my own. And so, and he was really successful with that wound for a long time. So I think that's part of it right there is one, again, understanding that we do live in a world at war. You know, First Peter 5, 8 says that the enemy prowls the earth like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, you know, and there is an enemy out there, fellas, that, is, that wants to take these things from your past 
and he wants he wants you to keep it stuffed way down, build massive walls around it, um, try and fortify it so nobody nobody ever catches a whiff of it. Nobody can poke you in that wound again and re-injure you. Um, or he wants or he's trying to get you to medicate it and numb it to the point where you can't feel anything anymore. And that was one of the areas I got into where I could I I was struggling to be um, a good father, a good husband. I remember the last buddy of mine that got killed in the SEAL teams. He was a, he was a friend of mine and he, I mentored him for a couple of years. He was one of my new guys. He was killed on the Syrian border fighting ISIS. I had lost so many friends by that point and I still hadn't dealt with any of my wounds. I couldn't even shed a tear when this guy was killed. I, I wasn't able to shed a tear for him until four years later because I had built such massive walls around my heart. And Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart, for from it flow the springs of life. Guys, that's not just a cute little Bible story, man. That is the God's honest truth. Many of us have had such massive wounds in our life where we don't ever want to be hurt again or let we want to be strong enough to where nobody can hurt us again, that we build these massive walls around our heart. And what it, what it does, these, they are protective. Don't get me wrong. They stop the arrows of life from coming in, but what they... They, they work, walls work both ways. They stop the rivers of love and life flowing out of you. And that's what is damaging a lot of the relationships, a lot of the marriages out there is that we don't, as men, we don't really know how to handle, you know, this wound stuff. We're told, uh, we're told to just Charlie Mike, suck it up. It's part of life. Right. And it's, and, and most of us react that way. And it's just, it's really detrimental to our health. It's detrimental to our relationships um, and the best part about it is not only, not only can we be free from it and be healed from it, but we can go out there and we can do a lot of phenomenal work with it. And there's so many, think about how many guys in your circle are struggling with, you know, abandonment or abuse, whether it's physical or, you know, mental or verbal. I mean, there's so many guys out there that, you know, um, one of my favorite authors, John Eldridge, he says, you will never know a man until you know his story. And most of us guys, we love to live on the surface where we never really get to know each other. It's just like, oh, Bill over here, this is what he does for a living. And we kind of develop a repertoire where we can joke around with each other and, you know, talk to each other. And, and, and it's fun and it's great. We like having a beer with each other and maybe watching a game of football with each other. But you never get to know Bill's story. You never get to know what makes Bill tick, right? And you never get to know what Bill's wounds are because that would be dangerous, right? Because if Bill, if Bill told you where he was vulnerable and what, he, you know, what he was suffering from and what eats him inside, you know, then you might be able to use that against Bill. And so my point is, is that as men, we're horrible with wound care. And many of us don't even realize, I didn't realize how badly I'd been damaged. You know, I remember trying to cry when my buddy Chuck was killed I felt the emotion come up in my chest and I felt it, it almost ran into like a century, like a road guard that said, nope, nope, get back down there. This happened like four or five times. And I was like, that's weird. That's never happened before. Cause that was like the 20th guy um, in the SEAL teams that I, that, that were friends or acquaintances that I had lost by that point. Um, and, and I knew at that point, something was broken inside me Um and, you know, there, there's a scripture, you know, and Jesus is talking here. He says, come to me, all you are, who are heavy burdened and um, heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. And, and that's something that I did. I, I just wanted to humble myself. I knew something was broken. 
I knew I needed, I knew I needed help. I knew it was pouring out onto my family, my two little daughters and my wife. I knew this uh, inability of mine to love and to let those springs of life pour out onto them was affecting them. And it was affecting me being the father and the husband that I was supposed to be. And I just, you know, I cried out to the father and I said, Lord, I don't want to be this guy anymore. I don't want my wife to be afraid of me. I don't want, not like, not like beating the snot out of her, but just like, I'm this angry, pissed off guy all the time. I don't want her to, you know, you know, I want her to be able to come to me. I want to use this, the strengths that God's given me in my masculine heart to fight for her, not to fight with her. And a lot of that started with me praying over this stuff and being like, Lord, will you take this baggage from me? Will you take this weight from me? I don't want to carry it anymore. Um, please let me see my, in, please let me see my father the way you see him, because I know he's your son, just like I am. And I know he's a sinner, just like I, just like I am. And, and a lot of us, what we do with these, a lot of what we do, especially those of us that have father wounds is we, we project our vision of our father and our interpretation of our father onto God. And a lot of times that's really unhealthy. And that is not what God wants for us. You know, he wants us to know how much he loves us that he sent his son while we were still sinners to die on the cross for us. And, um, you know, if you look at how humanity started, he wanted to walk with us and fellowship with us just like he was with Adam and Eve before we screwed it up. And that's what we're doing today. And that fellowship is still available. And it took me really, you know, working on and dropping the pose, you know, this pose that I've got to be this tough guy and I got to be this, I got to be this, you know, hard ass Navy SEAL that never shows any emotion or, you know, um, and man, it was just destroying me. And I'm so glad I pulled my head out because man, I'm such a better husband now. It doesn't mean, <laughs> it obviously doesn't mean I'm this like phenomenal best husband ever, but I'm such a better husband now. And I'm such a better father now that, you know, I've asked God to come into my heart and to, you know, heal these wounds and I give them up to him. Um, because, you know, like Revelation 3.20 says, I stand at the door and I knock and he who opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. And that's the thing, man. God will not kick open any of our hearts and come and deal with this stuff if we don't want him to. And if you're like me and you get tired of your own, your own, and you get tired of not being able to um, be that guy that God needs you to be and that your family needs you to be and that your friends need you to be, um, try something else. All right. So, I mean, there, there is a lot there, a lot of directions we could go with it. Um, but uh, again, like we, like you and I have talked, um, being that it's drive time, uh, we try to help guys take one step, get 1% better each week. Um, and listening to you talk, uh, there, it, in your story, there's a couple things that you did. You know, you, you prayed um, and then you sought help. Um, if you were, were going to tell a guy this week, uh, a guy finally lets his guard down, um, and, and opens up to you with a little, just because let's face it, when guys open up, a lot of times you get, you get that, that dip in the toe in the water. They're going to show you this much of what their wound really is. Um, what would you tell him his step is this week? I, I think the first step you need to take is that exploratory look back into your story. We all have a story. Okay. We all have wounds. And most of us, because 
because we live in this world where men are supposed to be strong and just suck it up, most of us aren't even in touch with or have any visibility on it. And I, I think the first step is to ask, you know, ask, go, go to God in prayer and say, Father, show me where I'm wounded. Show me where I'm hurt. Show me what agreements that I made on the back of those wounds. Cause that's not the only wound I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with several wounds. That was just the one I wanted to, you know, to share with you guys in this brief period of time, but show me where I'm wounded. Share me, show me where I need to be healed up. I think that's step number one. And once, once the father and the Holy spirit starts showing you where those areas are, then step two is asking, Lord, will you come in and just, will you heal me here? I want you to take this from me. Right. And, and when you look at why Christ came, he came to, you know, bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free. And at some point in our lives as Christian men, we have to ask ourselves, do I really believe this stuff or not? Do I believe it or not? And you know what? I was willing to take a chance. I was willing to say, hey, clearly what I'm doing is not working. I'm going to ask the father to come in. I'm going to ask him to help me with the addictions that I have. I'm going to ha- ask him to you know, heal these wounds that I have from, you know, my father wound and, and help me break these agreements that I, that I have because of that, that wound that I'm on my own and I'm not on my own. And, and man, he just started, he just started doing so much work. And that's, that's why we're told in revelation three twenty, I stand at the door and I knock, he's knocking right now. You just gotta, you just gotta let him in. You, you're clearly, you're not doing a good job on your own because you're messed up. And you're, you're probably, you're probably turning to some other addiction to try and, you know, to either numb that wound that you haven't dealt with, or you're trying to fill it with all the trappings of the world that the world tells you will, you know, make you happy. And you're learning year after year after year that they're full of it because it's not making you fulfilled. It's not making you happy. And there's only one place you can go. So, you know, I'm a pretty problem solving oriented guy if what you're doing is not working try something else and that's great um guys uh try something else if what you're doing isn't working try something else eli i couldn't agree anymore um i want to say thanks uh for for being a part of drive time again i want to say thanks for uh for you know, using, using those wounds, weaponizing those wounds, just like you said, uh, we've all got them. Uh, and you know, God, God allowed it and he knew what you would do with it. Um, sometimes we, we don't act when we should, but it's never too late. It's never late to, to turn those wounds into something God can use. And, uh, I don't think any of us ever know just how far those ripples go. Uh, just how how great that impact will be when you open up and you share those stories. So Eli, thanks for for being willing to share those stories with us um, and for for pouring into a community of believers uh, literally across the country. Thank you. I appreciate it, brother. All right, guys, we'll see you again next week, next Monday with a new speaker, a new topic. Thanks for being